don't don't and this is for both sides don't just oppose or boo people because they're doing something you don't agree with try and find out why it is they're doing what they're doing do the research do they do they have a point is is what's their experience that they're protesting or drawing attention to valid and have a conversation um like we do here every night Welcome to our sure-to-be-exciting episode 64 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever might be in your glass. You can watch us live Tuesdays 9.15 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com, and you can listen anytime, friends, to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, the New Thought Channel, and as of now, Google Play Music. And tonight's episode is brought to you by our official sponsors. Um, so apparently we're switching time to 9.15. <laughs> we just talked about it, Ogan. I, I know, but I, I, I we did, but the person listening to the podcast didn't. So it may come as a surprise to them. So I think we probably should have explained it a little more after the show started. We can talk about it later. Just get I, I, I made I made that adjustment on the fly because my no, show notes said 9 p.m., but we had just said, oh, why don't we try 9.15? No. So All right. I just rolled with it. <laughs> we're, we're roll roll with, with it. it. Roll, yep. roll with it. Rock with it. Roll with it. All right. So our first sponsor, Casual Priest, maker of the flying clergy wear out of Sweden. Uh, go to our webpage and see Brian decked out in his. And if you have some friends who are clergy... Or if you're a clergy yourself, head over there, check out the garb, and you can maybe win a free Casual Priest uh, top uh, by leaving a message on our Casual Priest hotline. This is 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-785-4830. We want to hear from you. Leave something you want us to discuss, uh, something you agree with, disagree with. You need us to talk about it. Leave a message. Or you can leave a message on the social mediums. Twitter, Facebook, please use the hashtag PT Live so that we can find you. Did anyone check the hotline this week? I will do that right now while you're talking. Okay, yeah. that's a great idea because if anybody's going to do it, it would be this week. <laughs> you're right. Um, so, our wine sponsor is Wink Wine Club. Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Get started at Try Wink, and that's T R Y W I N C. Trywink.com slash PT Live for $20 off your first order, and there's other savings on the webpage. And, and and no no messages on the hotline. Okay, thanks. Hotline's gone cold. Mm, all right. Well, either way, tonight we discuss the NFL protests that took place over the weekend and of course have been happening uh, for a much longer time and various reactions to them. We ask, what does it mean to be patriotic? Can patriotism be enforced? And how does patriotism potentially conflict with other allegiances people might have? What are these athletes actually protesting? Is it making a difference? Why are people upset? And will the president ever stop tweeting about it? 
who knows? There could be live tweets happening during this show, so it could be a breaking news kind of episode. Oh, good Lord. So we we discuss all of that tonight, and uh, even though you can't hear me as well tonight, my name is Brian Burkoff. I am the pastor of Holland UCC in Holland, Michigan, author of the book, Pup Theology, Beer, Conversation, and God. It's been 90 degrees for five straight days here in wow. late September in Holland. And I'm happy to say I've hit, I've hit the beach for at least three out of those last five days just to survive. But I am drinking tonight a uh, German craft beer called a Feldschlobchen. <laughs> something I probably butchered that. Sorry, German friends. Feldschlobchen. It's an Urbach uh, brewed according to the German purity law, whatever that is. So a new new beer tonight. And with us as usual, Ogan and Tina. Welcome both. Uh, thank you. I am a Reverend Ogan Holler from Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts author of Rants, Revelations, and Abashedly Honest Reflections on Life, Spirituality, and the Meaning of God. I, I, I got it all tonight because I got the page up. <laughs> <laughs> and and guess what, guys? Guess what? It is the fifth anniversary of Rants, Revelations. It Congratulations! Five years ago today, September 24th, was when it first appeared in the uh, Unity Village bookstore because uh, Unity Books published it. They actually put it out before... I saw like the box of final copies, but I've let that go. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so, in in honor of celebrating that and the fact that we're gonna we're gonna talk about some interesting stuff tonight, I broke out the big bottle. Yes, it's uh, Tank Seven Farmhouse Ale from Boulevard uh, Brewery in my uh, one of one of my own old stomping grounds, uh, Kansas City. Um, That's a great brewery. Nicely big beer, done. and it is a strong beer. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun night. And um, <laughs> I'll let Tina go while I try and get this cork open. I forgot this was a cork bottle. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where I'm talking and there's like entertainment in the background as people are watching you try to get it open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got the um, that I hear. <laughs> this is Tina Simmons, author of Zandrail, Being Human is Overrated. Did you get there it? There we go. Success. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Author of <laughs> Sandrail Being Human is Overrated as T. Griffin. You can buy it on Amazon. And I'm drinking tonight a Robert Mondavi wine. It right. is a Cabernet, which is my, mm. that's my old standby go-to. And I have to say that Ogan and I celebrated our five-year friendversary whatever you call it on facebook the other day and that it was a couple of days after i met you because i met you at the eastern region conference which you're attending right now right and it, it was because your book was coming out and we invited you to our church to be a guest speaker and to sell mm. your book that's right i forgot these are all intimately tied events how yeah that and and then all hell broke loose after that <laughs> <laughs> kind of sort of did which remind which reminds me, I I feel as this is necessary for me to give you a public apology from last week. And you know, we were talking last week and 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 we were going back and forth with some things and uh you'd mentioned that that you you'd you'd uh you recommended the movie Mother for me to watch and I like summarily dismissed you and then I came back and I said you know, it's generating all this buzz now, maybe go see it and you were like, Oh great, other people tell you to watch it. And blah blah blah, yeah. 
And then I try to apologize. And then I apologize by trying to rationalize and explain myself. And then I apologize again for the bad apology. So <laughs> I'm now oh, publicly, yeah, it's true. I'm now publicly apologizing without any rationalizations or explanations. And I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch my tone. I will watch my tone. Thank you. There you go. What better way to celebrate a friend anniversary? Right. Perfect. There Perfect. And for our listeners who are confused, that whole interaction did not take place on the show. That was all happening in, you know, social media conversations. But and, and for the record, Brian went right along with Ogan. <laughs> Whoa. When you under the bus. Oh, no. Wow. Well, I, I hadn't prepared a formal apology. <laughs> uh, all I said was never heard of it. And uh, I left it there, which was not. No, you said that's response. right. When he when he made his rant, you were like, yeah, it doesn't sound like my kind of movie. So there we go. Mistakes were made. Wow. I'm standing by that you two need to go see it and we need to do a show about it. All right. I, I agree okay. with I agree with you. Now that I've heard a lot more about, about I think I do need to see it now as a form of penance. Exactly. <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind, dude. Okay. All right. I, I All right. I'm a blank slate. <laughs> so um Ogan is being patriotic with a good American beer. I'm being unpatriotic with a German beer. And uh, where's your wine made? Napa. I'm yeah. being West Coast. Being West Coast. That's sort, of, that's sort of patriotic, but it's kind of on the fringe. <laughs> fringe patriotism. Fringe patriotism. So, wow. A lot's been going on, right? Uh, it's been kind of a crazy weekend. Um, and there's been a lot of hubbub, right, about uh, players who... We're kneeling uh, before games to protest uh, racial inequalities and in social injustices. And uh, at a rally in uh, Alabama uh, with his base, apparently, our president ratcheted things up by saying owners should fire their players, uh, those, he called them sons of bitches, um, who kneel and disrespect our flag and our military. So there's been a lot of talk about patriotism. Uh, so we're going to lead off with what does being patriotic mean? to you well uh first i'd like to say that um someone someone really needs to take his phone away because these tweets are gonna get us in a war with north korea and second of all like you know all all due respect to the to the handful of players who were kneeling before but now we got hundreds kneeling now we got players in other sports kneeling just because you know he had to go mention it i am not sure if he's aware that he's making things worse or here's here's my wild card theory here's my wild card mm. theory he's yeah. a secret mastermind that is trying to pull us all together by making himself the villain i think i think this is my what might be happening i have a different I, theory i wouldn't give him that much credit but go ahead Tina. <laughs> I have a different theory. Um, I read an article a couple weeks ago that he's appalled at how hated he is. Uh, or like he was shocked. He was surprised by how hated he is. So I think he's purposely starting um, a war to make somebody else the villain. Uh, I really think he can't help himself with the tweets and all that stuff. Like he can't control his mouth. He just can't, you know, whatever. But, yes. but I think he's a theory. Theory. <laughs> conspiracy theory if you will that he he's purposely starting a war to make somebody else the villain it's unreal we did that already uh w w tried that already and you know 
that didn't really end so well. In fact, it's still going on. Well, Trump can do better than everybody, remember? <laughs> That's true. Bigger, better, bowler. So to get back to Brian's wow. question, patriotism. <laughs> I think I think patriotism combines a lot of things, which um, I will probably sum up with um, a healthy respect, commitment to one's country and what one's country stands for. Now, it, it, that's a very broad statement. But part of that commitment, I think, is also a commitment to improvement. So if you realize that the, there's things you can do better to make your country better, you you stand up, or in this case, kneel down uh, for that as well. I think one of the bigger issues that we're seeing here in the U.S. is somehow patriotism and religion, especially Christianity, somehow got interwoven together and basically to be a patriot um, some would say you have to believe in God and a certain God and if you don't believe in a certain God it's almost like you're not being patriotic and um, which is fascinating because you know the founding fathers were very clear about getting getting that allegiance to to religion out of the thing yeah so that so that the our our governance would not be dictated by any one religion that's the whole you know concept behind separation of church and state so i it's right. bizarre because that's what they didn't like in england that was going on exactly because it was so interwoven um in england and different european countries where basically church was government and they were like yeah, let's be done with that. But somehow we're in this position where it's happened, where you almost can't get elected to the highest office of the land unless you profess profess Christianity. Um, you know, which again, very ironic given who is our president, who it's clear that he kind of really isn't. Mm -hmm. But you know, he gets the endorsement of enough religious figures that it passes the mustard test for some. Christians I think I think Christian yeah, enough. I think it's less about them endorsing him because of his values and more about we're going to endorse the person who is representing their beliefs their beliefs and who is a right. who don't believe in mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it is because I, I love to see religious leaders tie themselves in knots trying to justify wait right justify and explain their allegiance to to this president yeah and um does patriotism to one's nation conflict with other allegiances like religious commitments or commitments to you're not religious your commitment to humanity like can it sometimes feel like committing to a nation requires you to take an allegiance you might reserve for something else um, or interfere with it in some way. Is that a possibility? I, I think that there are three different things. I mean, I think commitment to a religion is personal. I think commitment to your country is social and commitment to humanity is, I mean, that's also social. Our, well yeah yeah but just on a, on a bigger scale you know what i mean um i think it depends where you live because in 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 a religious state the the three are one and the same 
So well, so, that that's the thing, right? With our civil religion sort of blends God, country, flag, patriotism into this like muddled thing, right? That people just conflate and say, yeah, this is all tied together. You know, I, I was God. I was gonna say I'm more referring to like to like other countries where you know, and uh, especially maybe more Eastern, Middle Eastern, Eastern Europe, not even Eastern European, but. Um, uh, and I know I'm painted with a broad brush. Yeah, uh, well, let's say a Muslim nation that's a theocracy, right? Where they apply yeah. Sharia law and you have to be Muslim. The laws of the land are also the religious laws. Exactly. Okay, but that that's that country. That's not how America was built or how we're supposed to be. Like I, I was talking to a guy from France last week and we were talking about, you know, Europe and how, you know, you have Sweden and Germany and like all these countries that are different. And I, I said, the United States really isn't, that much different. I mean, if you break down not necessarily the states, but the subregions, you feel like you're in different countries when you go to the south, yeah. when you go to Texas, when you go to the northeast, even when you go to New England, different than the rest of the northeast, west coast, you know, and it's to me like if that's how we're going to be, maybe we should let the states take control again and and sometimes, stop having such federal govern government governance. Sometimes, sometimes it sounds like we're speaking different languages as well even though it's yeah. all American. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't it's technically no, I don't. called English. <laughs> yes, no, it's, it's American <laughs> only here, please. It, it's American. Trust me. American English, yeah. I, I grew up in a British territory that spoke English. It is American. Um <laughs> so um so the thing you said about the states, it's it's this is the thing as a as a person from another country that's always confounded me where you know where federal law ends and state law begins and the interaction between the two a great example of this is when it comes to marijuana which is federally illegal but legalized by some states and and it's just a whole mess as they're trying to sort out what happens uh with that um so it, it but at the same time i don't think that just given states power just to run themselves is necessarily going to make the situation any better because it's going to be mass confusion. That's why even in Europe, even though they have all these independent, you know, countries, they form the European Union because mm -hmm. they realize, you know, together we we can we can make things easier because if you let the states control themselves, then next thing you know every state's gonna want to have its own currents different I, currency i dis i disagree okay though but how about the brexit you know? <laughs> oh yeah so they're beginning to they're beginning but, to regret that <laughs> okay i disagree oh yeah of course i i dis like i understand what you're saying yes we have to have some kind of unification and some kind of communication but then let let our differences be our differences like the west coast wants to have legal marijuana stop fighting against it, you know, let them go. I mean, you know, granted, that's kind of how it is right now, but like, and then, and then people right. will, will migrate to the areas that feel right to them. Like, sure. you know, so, so yeah, I understand unification on a certain level, but I feel like we're trying to make people from the South agree with people from new England and they're ne it's never going to happen. They're too different. Well, so trying well, to force everybody into the same mold is just ridiculous. Well, to a point, yes, but, I think that everybody should fit into the mold that does not include racism. I think everybody should fit into a mold that says, let's take care of our poor people. I think everybody should fit into a mold that says, you know, equality for everyone, regardless of their 
religious status, regardless of their sexual orientation or identification. I think regardless of all that, we should all treat each other equally. However, however, there are people in the South. I mean, when you look at the South, like schools are becoming like all segregated again. Um, we have, you know, voter ID laws are doing their best to try and discriminate against minorities. And no, I don't, I don't, if it wasn't for federal enforcement, we would have states in the South going back to, I mean, this is the whole issue, you know, with, with, right. with Charlottesville. It's not that Charlottesville happened as a, as an anomaly. It's always kind of been that way. People who live in Charlottesville in the South says it's always been that way. And um, so I don't want the state right. to take control because then some of them are going to want to go back to that. And that's not. Good. Yeah, we'd have the threat oh, of they already recession. Do. They already act yeah. that way. Not legally. And that's the difference. But they're getting away with it. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're not. Oh, it depends. They're not getting away with it to a point because, again, um, you can't uh, you can't, for example, you, you can't legally do voter suppression. You can't legally mandate for, you know, um, you, you get what I'm saying? Yes. The 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 unof the unofficial context and culture says, yes, this is how we are. But if they were able to get away with it, we wouldn't have some of the reforms that we're trying to uh, undertake right now. We wouldn't have, uh, you know, that, that, that guy who mowed down the people in Charlottesville, he, you know, if, if they would have their way, then he'd be being hailed as a, as a legal hero, not someone who's in jail right now. The guy who, excuse me, shot up the church wouldn't be in jail right now. You know, so 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 no, they're not getting away with it. And I think what we're seeing is there's been uh, a general acceptance of this is the way things are in the South up till now. Now it's like, no, this isn't this is not OK. This is outright discrimination and racism. And this is not who we want to be. But I do understand so what you're saying. Let's move the marijuana thing on the West Coast and other states. Yeah. So I don't know how to work it out. Yeah, let's let's move into the the uh, inspiration behind the question of patriotism. Um, do you see the protesting that's happening uh, of the national anthem by sitting near other something other than standing and saluting uh, by NFL players and teams? Does that that aggravate you? Is it patriotic? Is it anti-patriotic? What's your take on it personally before we get into what other people may be saying but i don't but i i want to maybe address that phrase you just used protesting the anthem they're not protesting the anthem yeah, thank you that was a poor phrasing thank you no. protesting Wait. racial and social injustices during the national anthem can, thank can you. i quote Rhonda? can i quote Rhonda for this because a lot of people are making that the issue but Rhonda, Rhonda cracked me up because um she she posted it said thinking nfl players are protesting the flag is like thinking rosa parks was protest protesting public transportation yeah she got that from me i posted that by the way thank you yeah i posted that also <laughs> she, should, so, she gave it to me and i wrote the question <laughs> so I, I phrased it as ogan noted so yes yeah. they're not protesting the national anthem but people are reading it that way okay so rephrasing the question 
Does the current protesting happening during the national anthem uh, inspire, aggravate you? Is this patriotic? Whatever that word is. It does inspire me. And I think it is patriotic in terms of um, how it defined patriotic earlier, wanting your country to be better. I think that's a very patriotic act. And again, when there's all these racial injustices, injustices that have gone unchecked, and you want your country to be better, you you got to use the platform you have to draw attention to it, and that's what they're doing, you know. And, and but and here's the other question: where where does that line stop? For example, someone posted a picture, and I know they were just doing it to be like trolling and and you know picking a fight. But someone posted a picture during one of the primaries when they played the national anthem. It was a Republican primary all the would-be candidates are standing when the anthem is playing and their their hand is over their heart as they as the anthem is playing and trump is just standing there with his hands on his side with a scowl on his face the others are all singing and he's not singing was he being unpatriotic at that point in time because he wasn't he wasn't doing what everyone always does is there a law that says you have to stand during the anthem no it's an accepted custom as a sign of respect and i think what the players kneeling join the anthem is simply saying um yeah we want to pay due and this anthem and flag represent our country and we get that however there is a lot going on here that's not okay and we want to use the plat the only platform we have to draw some attention to it to start the discussion um, they're not they're not burning the flag, which is illegal. You know, they're not turning their back on the flag. They're taking right. raw attention. And now more attention is being drawn to it because of our, you know, commander in tweet as uh, in commander in tweets and somebody on another podcast. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So we'll get into whether it's effective or not in just a moment. But Tina, what do you think? How does this action strike you? Um, as you both probably know about me, I'm not a fan of conflict. I've had a lot of conflict in my life and I prefer the peaceful approach. That's that being considering some of the conversations we've had on this show. I just want to point that out. You and I just, this is really interesting. Whoa. Is this a safe space for me? <laughs> oh, 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 sweet. <laughs> um, oh. so, you know, so I want I wanted to hear from all my friends because I knew they both they stood on both sides. Um, me me personally, I have no problem with what he did. I have no problem with the fact that everybody is. What what I really love about what happened this past Sunday is all the teams made a decision together and unified. Mm-hmm you know, decided what to do. And I have so much respect for that. And if, if they weren't unified, they agreed to disagree and they stayed in the tunnel. And I have a lot of respect for that too. And I know people disagree with me with that, but that's to, to me. And I, I think what it comes down to, well, first of all, let me, let me also say that they're not sitting, they're not sitting back, kicking their feet up, sitting there on their text phones. And, you know, they, they're kneeling. And to me, kneeling is a position that you do when you're, you're like kind of throwing your hands up and saying, help me. Like what, you know, 
what can I do here? Like I picture Job doing mm -hmm. it. You know, people do it in prayer. Mm -hmm. Like when you're kneeling, you're you're asking for help most of the time. So I have a lot of respect for mm -hmm. the fact that that's what they chose to do. Or a sign of reverence. You know, that's that's what kneeling yeah. is also. People knelt before the kings and the queens. And it's funny you say that because yes. how started how this started was with Colin Kaepernick sitting during the anthem. And yes. when people noticed that and went like, what's going on? How he dare he, you know, be disrespectful. Then he said, fine, I'll take a knee instead, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll stand yeah. with the other players. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be in line with the other players, but I will, I will take a knee. So, so okay. I, so yeah. And go ahead. Well, I was going to say there was a great, uh, article in the New York Times by Colin Kaepernick's teammate on the 49ers, Eric Reed, who says, how can we do something with these causes we care about, you know, systematic, uh, systemic oppression against people of color, police brutality, etc. And he, he said, after hours of careful consideration and even a visit from a retired Green Beret and former NFL player, we came to the conclusion that we should kneel as a gesture of peaceful protest and we chose to kneel because it's a respectful gesture he said kind of thinking like it's a flag flown at half mast yeah did it with the utmost respect in their intent okay and and it takes me back to my kids youth games to soccer and, and football when somebody got injured you took a knee you know like you you went down on the out of respect yeah. so wouldn't it be funny if you know, this turned into what you do now. Mm. You take a knee out of respect. I think I would. You see, you see, um, like Pop Warner, young kids football teams now taking a knee during the national anthem. But perhaps, perhaps my favorite picture that's been circulating online is, you know, the the top half. The top half is a picture of like two guys, you know, slouch on the couch, yes. with like beer and chips around them. <laughs> and the bottom half is like Captain America, and the top half yes. is like. This is yes. actually you when the anthem is playing on TV at a football game. <laughs> and then the bottom picture. Feet up, beer right, in hand. Right. This is you getting all upset when other people are like taking an E or something like that. Armchair quarterback. Exactly. But I mean, it, it's, it says so much. We're being all in, in, indignant about this. or Some of us are. And we're missing the point. And um, a great thing that was pointed out when, you know, there were a lot of owners, team owners who you know, came out against Trump's sentiments and were seen standing on the field with their players and they were putting out statements, which which was a, a, a nice gesture. But as as some people have been pointing out, they still are not talking about the issues that are being protested against. They're still not saying there's okay. out there. There was one single yeah. owner who admitted or came out and said, I, I respect my players protesting the racial injustices going on, and we need to address those. So there was still really not a full acknowledgement of what's happening. But yeah, it's do a you, do you step, think that... Ogan. Oh, no, I, I'm well, agreeing with you. I am agreeing with you. It is a step. I was really glad to see the owners out there. I was particularly glad to see, you know, I'm in New England, Patriot country. Heaven forbid you say anything against the Patriots. Might as well just like go jump in the ocean. <laughs> Patriotic. There you go. Pun intended. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I was really <laughs> glad to see the owner of the Patriots, who is an admitted supporter and friend of Donald Trump, come out against the statement as well. I, I am thrilled. And you're right. It is a step. It is a start. And like I said, you know, 
you know, thanks. I never thought I'd use these three words together. Thanks to Trump. You know, there's there is now right. um, a sense of a sense of let's let's be clear about what's happening here. Why we don't need to be divided about this issue. There's enough other trauma, uh, you know, helplessness issue, bigger issues going on in the world. This doesn't need to be a thing. Well, but and so the question is, what were these protests that happened? Can I mute him? Do I, I don't know. Him? You're so choppy, Brian. Do I have the Do I have the power to mute that? Uh, oh yeah, I can mute him. Oh, did I mute him? I think I did. What do you think he was saying? I muted Brian. Oh, I got power. <laughs> I got the power. What do you think he was saying, dude? Focus. <laughs> Sorry, got a little, got a little carried away. All right. So, can you hear me now? Yes. Can, you know, yes. All right. So the question is, what were the protests this past weekend actually about? Were they about racial injustices or was it, was it a reaction to the president saying, you can't limit our First Amendment rights. You can't call us sons of bitches. So we're going to stand together as teammates. Yeah. yeah. I, think we, I think we got that. <laughs> so what do you think oh, I shouldn't be laughing at you Brian I, but I love when you get aggravated but, but the audio Ogan's having a hard time focusing tonight oh, I am it's the tank seven um, I think here, here's what I think I think it's both and I don't think it needs to be either or I think that the, many of those players were maybe on the edge about this and to Tina's point earlier they may not have decided as a group or as a team to do a team protest. There were maybe some individuals on the team and there were some, because we've, because you, you got to realize there were maybe one or two people. It wasn't just Colin Kaepernick. They were a handful of people from different teams um, across sports as well. We had a couple soccer players, um, women's soccer players um, kneeling as well. So it was beginning to, and a couple, I don't think it got to baseball, but there were a couple of players on other teams. They weren't in unity about this. And I think, to Tina's point, when, when Trump came out and said what he said, the teams chose solidarity among themselves. Like, we may not necessarily agree that this person, or, or that, that we should be kneeling during the anthem, but we understand that this is this person's right, and and they want to do that I, I as an individual don't have to do that but they want to do that i am their teammate and i'm gonna honor and respect them and i think now with the tweets that came out it's like oh now you're saying we should lose our jobs for expressing you know a belief that we have which is the total opposite of you know democracy and patriotism no that's not how it works <laughs> right. so now so now they're like well you know, now we got to kneel for sure. <laughs> because okay. That's the, so that's the thing, right? Go ahead, Tina. No, because I was going to take us totally off the rails. Go ahead. Well, so I, so, you know, so the question is the cause that began to kneel for, right? Social and racial, particularly violence against minorities, right? Against black and brown bodies. Brian, the, the biggest thing that has happened is people are talking about it. Yes, I agree. More and more people who may not okay, have paid good. attention to it before are now paying attention to it. But but let me let me take us off the rails for a second, okay? 
So if we could backtrack to when this all began, do you think there's a way he could have done it? Because most people, they're up in arms that they feel it's disrespectful to the national anthem. And, and I'll tell you, like quite a few of my friends, one of my friends called me today and we had a really long discussion about this. He said, you know, from, from the time I was a small child, I was taught you stand for the anthem, that it's just respectful to the country, to the people around you that you stand for the anthem. Yeah. Rural people have a really hard time with this because that is, it's just disrespectful to them. It is just, you, you don't cross that line to them. So is there another way this could have been done without turning it into disrespecting the national anthem and still bringing awareness to, um, the, you know, the Black Lives Matter. Right. Um, a lot of people are asking that, right? But the question is, would anybody be talking about it if you'd done a press conference or shown up at a at a city park? Would as many people it's be talking about, about it? No, no. It's about it's about maximum visibility. It's about yes. maximum visibility. When does he have the most eyes on him? When he's on the field. What if he would have worn an arm armband? Or you notice know an armband. Or like, like Jordan Spark had Bible verses written on her hands that were, you know, help so, the poor. Here, so, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Tina. I don't watch football. I don't watch football because Oh wait, here's the real injustice. <laughs> I think uh I think it, it is a brutal sport that puts people's lives at, at risk. And I don't wanna support that plus i don't understand the rules so i'm not watching the game <laughs> but here's the truth if he had not knelt while it was game time i would not have known who colin kaepernick was and i would not have known why he was kneeling he did it at a time when there were most eyes on him and sometimes to, to, to push to push an issue that's what you have to do that's why there was a march on washington not a march on gaithersburg maryland there was a march on washington <laughs> High yeah, visibility. And, I mean, you know, I think Tina, I think the question is a good one in a way. I mean, I heard someone on local sports radio today say, My son served multiple tours of duty in Afghanistan fighting for this nation, and he died in Afghanistan. And when I see those players disrespecting the national anthem and the flag, I think, Couldn't you have found another way to do it? But I, ha I have to lean towards this was the maximum effective visibility. For the cause, and I don't see it as disrespectful. They were kneeling as a gesture of of reverence, and everybody's speaking on behalf of the troops. What are the actual troops saying? When you talk to the troops, by far the troops are saying, "We fought so that people could have the right to safely yes. protest." That's what this country's about. So, to so I think you're more disrespecting the troops if you say go fight so that we can be safe at home to have this right to protest, but then don't let people protest. Then what are they fighting for? And that's by far what the troops are saying. And I love okay, that. That may be the wisest thing I've ever heard you say. Well, let me say it again, <laughs> just to make sure we got it right. <laughs> the, the One of the most circulated yeah. pictures on, on Twitter this weekend was like a 97-year-old World War II vet going down on one yes. knee saying, you know what? I went to World War II to fight for this country so that we can have free speech to protest and express ourselves. Is it always going to be comfortable? No, but that's the whole point. That's how you make your country better. That's how you make your religions better. 
to be a theology show. Yeah. That's how you make your religions better when people come out and say things. Martin Luther nailing those theses to the door against, you know, I mean, he had a whole bunch of other issues going on, but, you know, was saying, you know, how the Catholic Church is doing what they're doing is not okay. And therefore, there yeah. was a protest. And that led to the Protestant yeah. Reformation. And you and I, three of us would not be sitting here doing this if we didn't have a Protestant Reformation. You know, protest moves us Sneak forward. preview to a future episode because it's the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther nailing those theses this October. So we're going to, we'll hit that in a future episode. Nice. You know, one other thing I want to bring up that my friends, um, you know, in talking with my friends today is that if um, there's been this big, outcry that if you don't agree with people kneeling for the flag that you're a white supremacist and and i think that's just as polarizing <laughs> means white supremacist not supremacist yeah that supremacist yeah i'm the supreme stop going off the rails ogan you know what i meant <laughs> No, I think that, but but I think that's just as polarizing. No, no if you don't agree with him kneeling, like if the people that have been putting, oh, up, well, that, that's okay. probably true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I probably but I agree have, with that. I have <laughs> friends who they're really good hearts and they have really good intentions, and and they're not a lot of slave owners with good hearts. Stop it! They're, but they're not white supremacists. But Brian, what I'm saying is, they're. They, all, all in their mind is that it, it has nothing to do with anything other than you stand for the national anthem because that's what they t were taught from birth is patriotic. And 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 yes, but, but that's can the you other enforce patriotism. But could one do that at the flag? Then you live in North Korea. I didn't hear that because he was breaking up. So he said, "If you can't, if you can't kneel and you can't protest, I think this is what he said." Then you live in North Korea, and none of us want to live in North Korea. Exactly, and I think I think that's that's the other part of this discussion we're having. And to your point, Tina, the thing you said earlier about the white supremacist thing—that's that's the other extreme. Let's remember that we have extremes on both the right and the left, uh, both the progressive and the conservative. There are extremes on both ends. So no, I don't I don't agree that if you disagree with what he's doing, it makes you white supremacist. Of course not. Um, or a white supremacist. Uh, white supremacist. <laughs> I am the supreme white. Um, so, uh, but it's about it, it's 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 getting us away from from the issue. The issue really isn't about the flag and and disrespecting the flag and the anthem. It's about what got him down on his knee in the first place, which is the injustices. And I posted on Facebook this uh, research study they talked about where where they did this massive study and they show. Um, you know, without a doubt that um, black people have been um, what is it, uh, more uh, incorrectly sent to prison and found guilty than their white counterparts. And it's, it's systemic, you know, and as a result, they've had to have more retrials and more of them have been exonerated, but it's because they were unfairly judged in the first place. Um, Let's jump to, uh, I love this question, uh, number five, Brian, that you have. You're going to segue, sharp segue. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool, again. Thank you. Uh, 
Uh, Michael Frost wrote in the Washington Post, it seems to me that Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick represent the two very different forms that American Christianity has come to, and not just in America. In many parts of the world, it feels as though the church is separated into two versions, one that values personal piety, gentleness, respect for cultural mores, an emphasis on moral and an emphasis on moral issues like abortion and homosexuality. And then the other side that values social justice, community development, racial reconciliation, political activism. Can these views be reconciled? Who can or should speak, uh, should be able to speak for Christianity? And what other views might there be than these two? And it's true. You're right. Tim Tebow, he took an Ian prayer. And and the vast majority of people like, oh, yeah, right. let him do that. He's expressing his religion and so on and so forth. He did get teased, <laughs> you know, and haggled for it. So it's not that everybody gave him a free pass. So we had that on one side, um, you know, and he got teased, but there was yeah. not outrage. And then there's or a, there was another Im- or enrage. There was another image uh, that's been going around for a while, you know, of of Trump saying, you know, uh, America is not great because that's his slogan: "Make America great again." America is not great, and people are cheering, but those same people are booing when somebody else, like Kaepernick or someone of a Muslim faith, is saying America is not great as well, and now they're booing. So it's that same thing. There's it's it's kind of like the two sides, you know. It 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 almost matters more to some people who is delivering the message. Double standard, right? What the message mm-hmm. is, but to this question, yes, there are those two sides of the Christian message, and that's in every religion. It's even in Buddhism. You know, you have social activist Buddhisms, uh, Buddhism, where there are monks going out and. Uh, doing things out in the world even some buddhist monks who are acting violently for the cause um and then you have monks who are saying yeah let's sit and meditate um so i think i think i think in every religion you're gonna you're gonna have the gamut of you know what's the message is jesus's message let's just love everyone through prayer and, and and heartfelt feelings or let's go out and be champions of justice and help the downtrodden, help the help the outcast. That's always that's an ongoing question in Christianity for forever. Well, let, let's look at this on a psychological level, okay? Um, and it, it it goes beyond religion and everything we're talking about right now. But if you look at it on a psychological level, you have people that are think rules are more important, and you have people that think relationships are more important. And you can call them thinkers and feelers if you want, but there, there's it's pretty distinct. And like you said, there's always a spectrum, but if you're a rule follower, that's more of the Tim Tebow that you're talking about that, you know, the reverence, the, um, I'm sticking to, you know, the rules and I'm obeying the rules and people applaud that. And then you have the people that are like, well, wait a second, relationships are more important. And I'm seeing problems with these rules because they're not working for everybody as far as relationships go. And then they get labeled troublemakers. Is that a personality difference? Um, some of it is yes, some of it is because, like, as a person who's like um, um, obsessed with the enneagram, one of the types is the rule yeah. follower. You know, the the, the types. right number six. Yeah, exactly. Is that you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be a little bit. Um, but but interestingly enough, most of the people 
who's who are about following the rules are about following the rules when it works in their favor and i think that's that's a lot of why we have you know these uh, uh white nationalists and neo-nazis um out there trying to march and protest because up to now the rules worked in their favor the rules said you know white men were the ones who needed the the respect were the ones who things were set up in favor of no offense brian i love you as my brother but um you know and you are white <laughs> and you are a male, and, and male. <laughs> you're handsome it's like the trifecta you're a good looking white man you know oh, everything should be flowing your way easily uh, <laughs> except your internet connection tonight that's not doing so hot um, but so now that now that there's a leveling of the playing field, you know, this is this is the protest. They're realizing, oh, it's not tipped in our favor anymore. And now they're feeling like, oh, wait, you mean we 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 are having trouble getting jobs and having things come our way like every other, you know, ethnic group in this country since this country has started. Well, you know, I want to say welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Um, and and trying to crouch it again with a religious connection is just making it even even worse. Um, well, what I think is funny is how how quickly generations forget because it wasn't that long ago that the Germans were the outcasts and then the Italians were the outcasts and yeah. you know like it, it was like you know I, I once Will showed me this article one time and it was like it was an email or something where. It was like every decade, the country told us to hate a different nationality. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, fear Russia, hate Russia, fear, um, you know, Islam, you know, yeah. or Iraq. And, you know, it's just like they tell us who to hate and then we hate them, even though we've never met a single one of them. And it, it works inside the country, too. Exactly. We're like, oh, we should hate these people. And why? Exactly. And I think we're coming to, you know, that tipping point where we, we, you know, and again, thank you, Trump. You know, we had we, we had a black president for eight years and, you know, the, the folks who were secretly, you know, in their in their little, you know, white nationalist neo-Nazi clubs lost their minds. There was a, you know, upswell of hate groups, but they were still in the shadows. And as a response to it. You know, Trump managed to tap into that angst. They elected him, and now they're coming out and being emboldened. And I think ultimately that's a good thing because now we know, now we can no longer say that that there aren't people who are trying to take us back to a time, you know, that's like almost like Jim Crow uh, times. That there are people who are not wanting to be proponents of equality and using these terms to take our country back. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I'm glad now that they're out in the open so that we can see it. We can have this dialogue. We can have this conversation and we as a country can decide who we really want to be. And Ogan, that's not going to be like you said earlier, it's not going to be the extremes on this side or the extremes on this side. It's going to be the people in the middle that are, slightly off and and can actually speak to each other and talk about it and because, we may not always agree but we can at least work together right because the people in the middle realize that if either extreme wins 
it's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. No. Anytime the extremes win, all hell breaks loose and we end up swinging we to the lose. pendulum and coming back to the middle anyhow. Yeah, Brian's right. When the extremes win, we all lose. We all lose. We saw this. We saw this with with Nazism in Germany. We, I mean, we 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 saw it and we've seen it in the South. You know, during the during the Jim Crow slash Civil Rights era, we've seen it with with slavery. Like when extremes wins, it's not it's not good for anyone. And and now we know what the extremes are. We know the extremes on both sides. And now I think we can. You know, I, that's that's why I. I, I like to say Trump Trump is like this catalyst, I think, for mm -hmm. national healing. Mm -hmm. But first we gotta we gotta expose. Yeah. We gotta expose all the sides. And I think and I think, you know, it's I think we're gonna be okay in the end. It's gonna it's gonna be scary for a while, but we're gonna be okay in the end. A great example of this is yet another effort to over overturn the Affordable Care Act has failed, you know, because because th these new these repeals of Obamacare is basically again saying we will not take care of everyone that everyone is not eligible for equal health care and equal treatment and people are saying people on both sides are saying no that's not okay we've it's had not a, reasonable it's unreasonable we've had a taste of what it feels like to have insurance regardless of a pre-existing condition we've got a taste of what it feels like when our government says we're going to do our best to, to help take care of you and well, want to go back. And, and let me say, like, Obamacare wasn't just everybody getting handouts. Um, it was it was people being held accountable, too, because if you you have to claim on your taxes, you know, that you were covered for the entire year of health care. And if, if you're, you're not, then you get fined. Exactly. So and, it's, and it it's protecting all of us. Yeah, it needs improvement. No one's going to argue that. I got enough. Yeah. I've had enough personal headaches with my health insurance going going through this. But the truth of the matter is, it's the reason I have health insurance to to begin with. It needed some improvement. So, so the the answer is not to go back to something that was worse before. It's uh, we've made this step. Let's go forward. And I really, and I'm really loving seeing both conservatives and 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 democrats you know people at the town halls that's um i'm sorry can i correct you it's what? it's either democrats and republicans or it's conservatives and liberals and progressives all right Ooh, you, 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 know, you know what i meant but uh -huh. i'm loving seeing both sides at the town halls saying to the representatives no we don't want to go back to where you want to take us and we're better than this yeah. appeal has been that and i think that's what we're going to see in this same issue you know with 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 these injustices i think we're going to get to a point where we say where people eventually realize oh this is a thing that affects us all and we don't want to go back to it and i love that more and more evidence is coming out to to say yeah these injustices are real they're not just imagined you know just people poor people who are you know right. trying to create an issue because they don't want to work or they don't want to you know whatever it's 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 real it's factual Cap. all right brian i'm gonna have a wrap of the show because we, we we are not hearing you at all tonight and <laughs> but anywho's uh you know hey hey i i've i've been on the end of this they've been nice when my my 
uh, internet connection and my audio has has been the the one that's been failing us. So um, yeah, but you know what? You don't stop talking when that happens. <laughs> wow! <Just> wow! <laughs> Hashtag safe space. <laughs> so, so do you do 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 you have a final word? Let's let's wrap this puppy up for the night. Do you have a final word you want to leave us with, Tina? You know, I, I think the most important thing is that we all listen to each other with an open heart and just speak respectfully to each other, understanding that we may not always agree on everything, but we can still we can still be friends. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Keep the dialogue going, keep talking, don't don't and this is for both sides, don't just oppose or boo people because they're doing something you don't agree with. Try and find out why it is they're doing what they're doing. Do the research. Do they do they have a point? Is is what's their experience that they're protesting or drawing attention to valid? And have a conversation. Um, like we do here every night, even though for the most part we're kind of all on the same side. But one one of these nights, uh, you know what my hope my hope is that one night we'll have a show, it runs the whole hour and we agree on everything. It will be the most boring show ever. But it will be fun. She's shaking her head. Yeah, it'll no. never happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I don't want. And that. I'm the one who says anything is possible. That'll never happen. Are you back with us, Brian? I'm back, but you can't hear me. So. Oh no, we can hear you now. Uh, we see you right, double well. too. Yeah, there's like mm. two of you on the uh, on the hangout there. Creepy. That's a bonus. <laughs> so talk now. We can hear you. Is it though? <laughs> Well, I mean, I heard some of your parting parting words. I I agree that we need to listen to each other and try to comprehend what the other is actually saying versus reacting to what you assume their actions are doing or saying. Yeah. So got to be open to learning and listening. And realize that because we've never had the experience doesn't invalidate the experience of the other person. And that goes on both sides. Write it down. Very good. There you go. Why don't you take us home, Ogan? Let's tweet that. So (laughs) thank you for listening this evening. I've never done this part. I'm so nervous. Thank you for (laughs) listening to our show. (laughs) You got it. Connect. Spread the word on social media. Listen anytime. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, newly in the Google Play Music, anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, And if you want to create a live pub theology group in your town or find one, head over to pubtheology.com slash directory. If there's not one in your town, there's ways and instructions that you can start one. And you're thinking, well, I don't know how to come up with these questions. You know what? Brian will send you questions. Um, I think, is there is there a short, a small fee for that? I don't know. Everything's on the uh, web. Head over to pub. A, it's a little fee. Head over to pubtheology.com and see all the details. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wink Wine Club. You can find online at trywink.com slash ptlive and Casual Priest at casualpriest.com. Call, leave us a message, let you know what you thought about the show, 980-PT-LIVE-0 or 980-75-4830 for those of you without letters on your phone. I think that's all we got tonight. Thank you. Wait, can I just say that that if you call in, and and your your message is good enough and you articulate well enough and like it's really thoughtful like oh, insightful and thoughtful people. that we may invite you on the show just saying that's a 
Okay, that's two audibles for the show. That's that's too too many audibles. Don't get carried away. <laughs> I love it. And, and Invite listeners on the show. Well done. You say you love it, but then in the in the chat box you type, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull back the curtain on that. All of a sudden Brian's like, don't roll with it anymore. Don't roll with it. <laughs> all right. Ogan, you're on the home stretch. Stick the landing. Um, so that's that's all we that's all we got. Again, thank you for listening and tune in next week. Listen anytime. This is Pub Theology Live. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Ogan. Love you guys. And we are out. Dude, I'm just trying to get people to call in. We don't have to actually do it. <laughs> so I thought I'd show up now that the show is over. Yeah, and apparently thanks, Brian. you're showing up well. I don't know what happened know. 20 minutes ago. Uh, I'm frustrated, though, because I was so excited about tonight's show, and I feel like I couldn't Brian, put, put everybody else on one feed and then put yourself on the other. Everybody I did too late. Off the internet. After he knocked down this. Oh, my God. So I just... <laughs> You're funny when you drink a lot. Do you follow? Do you follow uh, Uberfax? Uh, it's it's a follow them on like Twitter or Instagram or even on Facebook. They're always putting out these like obscure facts, and the fact they put out today is that uh, men who have uh, larger bellies and a higher BMI body mass index on average last seven point three minutes longer in bed. And I, Stop it. and I was like, best news I heard all day. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Brian's paying attention now. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, their, their, head, their tagline is the most unimportant things you'll never need to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, hold on, hold on. Can I tell you this one real quick? Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you guys can picture me, right? Um, during the Middle Ages, women who talk too much were forced to wear metal cages on their yeah. heads. <laughs> I saw that one today. Hysterical. <laughs> I'm just so glad I wasn't born then. Oh yeah. You're you're glad. I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Can I tell you guys, I know it's not your kind of show, but South Park has been so spot on lately because they literally create the show like a day oh, no. before. Oh no, I, I used to watch South right? Park all the time. Oh my gosh, Ogan, watch the last episode. You can catch, you can get it for free on Comedy can Central. Comedy Central? I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, on ComedyCentral.com. So, all right, uh, I will I will check it out. No, I used to watch them all the time. and That's and, I know uh, this week they're going to have something about the, all this NFL stuff. I am less worried about this NFL craziness and all that than I am worried truly about the whole North Korea thing because... I would like to think that that uh, Kim Jong Un is just fronting, and he really doesn't have these missiles and nuclear technology. But by all appearances, it seems that he does. And and now we just had you know his UN rep saying it's a declaration of war. Trump saying he's going to destroy them, and I think that's the biggest concern. 
It's two little men with big, fragile egos pushing each other in the in the play in the schoolyard. You know, two what? fragile men with a low body mass index. I just <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should be in bed more. Oh no! Oh, and not on the Twitters more. I'm sorry, they should be doing so, something else. But but seriously, <clears throat> that's the thing that worries me more above everything else. At this point, I'm not even worried about the Russian scandal. I'm like, put that on hold. Please get the phone out of Trump's hands and stop him from tweeting before he really sends us into wars. Watch South Park. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's insane. All right, I'll pull it up and I'll watch it. All right, I got to go watch This Is Us now. Peace out, guys. Oh. Yes. See you guys. <laughs>